Thank you for tuning in to True Dominion Ministries. I am your host, Latanya Stevens. Please visit our website at www.truedominionministries.com where you can look at our blog as well as get to see what we're all about. I thank you for tuning in today to hear the message. And the message is titled, As the Devil Seeks You, You Seek God. And that's a strong word right there. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. As we have been in the end time since Jesus went on the cross, the enemy has always existed, and we know this. He never went anywhere. So to go over the basics of who the devil is and what his purpose is may seem to be elementary. However, I believe we have forgotten that he is real. And he is not a figment of our imagination. He is God's enemy and ours. And his pride is what made him corrupt. He is called Satan, which means accuser. His plan is to kill, steal, and destroy what life you have left. He is cunning, manipulative, calculating, and he's also patient. He uses strategy to see his plots and plans unfold. And I know that this is nothing that you haven't heard before. I know that you, we've heard it in church time and time again. We've read the scriptures. We've quoted the scriptures. We've written down the scriptures, but nothing has changed. The enemy is still the enemy. Satan is still Satan. He's, his job has remained. His occupation never changed. He was never meant to like us. He was never meant to love of us in a sense of he's going to change his mind one day. So, but there is a man named Jesus and we know him too, that he must ask for his permission concerning every soul that he wishes to touch. And for there was a time that Jesus himself had to face him in Matthew four and one. And it says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit unto the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. It was a part of God's purpose because it says to be tempted. So there was a purpose for him to go up in the wilderness. And for 40 days, he was being tempted. That means he was being tempted the whole entire time. Not one fourth of the time, not half of the time, not one third of the time, but the whole entire time. For Luke 4 and 2 says, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. Even though there was a need, I like to think, and this, this is just the way I think. I like to think that he had no appetite. I like to think that Jesus didn't have an appetite because his love for God, the father was enough to keep him full. He was already full of the word. He is the bread like John six thirty five says, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall shall never thirst. I believe he went prepared. Um, however, the rest of that scripture of Luke four and two says, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. He didn't, he wasn't hungry until afterward. He was not hungry until afterward. And that hunger was naturally. I know many may say I'm taking that out of context. However, as a testimony, I know what it's like. I fasted for 30 days before. And the only way you can sustain something like that is through the word. And God instructed me to do it, but I had to do it out of disobedience. And if I can pause right now, I'm going to just go ahead and give you this testimony. God told me to fast for three days. Um, and it was around Thanksgiving that year. He told me to fast for three days and I did the three days. And then he told me to fast again. Okay. 
And the three days that I was supposed to fast was supposed to be uh, like a Daniel's fast, fruits and vegetables, okay? However, I was like, I just did a fast. I am not doing another fast. I don't want to do another fast. I don't have time to do another fast. And when I did that, which was, which was disobedience, God said to me, now three days has turned into 30. Let's be clear. I don't come on here to, to give you a word that I have not been tested by. Okay. So God told me three has turned into 30. And I was like, that ain't God. That ain't God. No, that ain't God. He trying to kill me. Uh-uh. That ain't God. God ain't going to tell me to do nothing like that. Cause I had never fasted. The three day fast that I did prior to that was the first complete fast that I've done. Meaning I didn't stop it. It wasn't interrupted or anything like that. So it, it was start to finish, but this was to the extreme. It was like, I went from one extreme to another and he said, I said, God, if this is you telling me how to do this fast, you're going to tell me how to, how to have to do this fast because I cannot do this fast by myself. I don't want to do this fast, but I'm going to do this fast because I knew God was upset with me. So he gave me the instructions. He said, you can drink anything that you want. Stock your house with insure. I had never drunk insure. Make sure you have mints in your purse for at times when you feel faint and you can also have chicken broth. Okay. This stuff didn't make sense to me. I had never just eaten chicken broth. I had never even drunk, uh, insure. Um, I didn't even like mints. I, I really don't care for mint candy. Um, and so these things that he was telling me to get, I was like, Oh my God. And I told my husband about it. And he was like, yeah, you probably should have had to take them three days, <laughs> you know? And I went into it. I still had to cook every day. I still had to be mom every day. I still had to be wife every day. I still have to be in constant prayer. And you have to be in a constant prayer when you're doing a fast like that. And not only that, Christmas came around and we went to my mother's house and my family was there. And she, you know, of course has this big dinner and I'm sitting there like, I'm hungry, you know, <laughs> I'm hungry. But because I know God told me to do it because I know I then had to be obedient and my disobedience has cost me a Christmas dinner, then there is no way that I can renege on this. There's no way that I can just say, oh, okay, I'll, let me just have a little wing or something and it'll be okay. That was not the case. I had to be obedient. Okay. And so I don't want to get off a subject, but when I read this and when God gave me this, this message, it reminded me, you know, and even on that 30 day fast, oh, the devil was tempting me. Oh yes, 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 yes. And let me be real honest. I failed three days out of the 30. And when I failed the first day, I was like, Lord, I can't do it. It was like after 12 days, I was like, Lord, I can't do this. I just can't do it no more. I failed. I, I've eaten. I, it was a steak. It was some steak. Um, I was cooking for the family and the steak was so good. It was so, I mean, it was just smelling good and everything. I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. And so I, I ate it and I went and I repented and I was praying and God said, now get back up and go, go again. There was no start over. There was no, oh, well, okay. It's time to give up now. 
I, I had to keep going. And that's where I learned how even though when I mess up, I still have to keep going. I still have to be pushing because this is God's work. This is God's instruction. I can't play with this. I can't mess with this. And so that the second time I failed, I believe I was, I had some like oven pizza to put in for the kids. And for whatever reason that day, it was like, look, I, I, look, I, I mean, I haven't tasted food in a minute. It's, it's, it's getting to me. The smell got to me and, and I, and I did it again. And I went back to the Lord and I'm like, Lord, I still cannot do this. I, I can't do this. Why would you tell me to do something I can't do? First of all, his word said, he'll never put nothing on you. You can't bear. So I went in and I, and I repented again. He said, get back up again. I got back up and the last time I failed, I, don't, I think it was spaghetti or something that baked spaghetti or something I was cooking and I failed on the bread. I, I believe I ate the bread and I had the bread. So you see what I'm trying to say is when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he wasn't hungry. He was the bread of life. He didn't need food. He didn't need a drink of water. This, this scripture clearly says after he hungered after. And so what I'm going to say is while you're in the storm, while the devil is chasing you, and this ain't even in my notes. So I know that God is leading this while he's chasing you, while he's trying to tempt you to do things, to say things, or to be certain things that you know that you are not, you hold fast to God's word. You be the word. You let the word abide in you as you abide in the word. You let God speak to you. You let him give you the instructions on how to defeat the enemy and what to say and what to do and how to be and what you don't have to believe. You let him lead you on that. And so he, and let me move on. He equipped it, uh, me for that time, uh, for something I have never done before. And I had only fasted one time, like I said before that for three days, and I thought I was going to die in. I always allowed the spirit to lead me on a fast, the type of fast and when to fast. And now I can tell my testimony for someone else. So now that being said, the enemy was there too. And he still is just like in Luke four and 13 says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season, which means he only went away for a little while because in James four and seven, the Bible says, submit yourself. Therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So what happened? He had to flee from what he could not access. He was resisted from gaining any permission to have his way with Jesus. And we must seek Jesus on a daily basis because we are being sought after every day. The Bible says in first Peter five and eight, be sober, which means be clear headed, be vigilant, which means be watchful or alert because your adversary or your enemy, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, which means he wants to consume you. So you see, he is on his job 24 seven. He will come through your family, your friends your children, your job, your husband, your wife, at any time that you or they have allowed him access and even through your dreams. And you got to be careful about those too, but we have got to make God our priority. Seek after him. Like he told us to in second Chronicles seven and 14. If my people 
which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, not his presence, but his face, which means direct contact because you can be in someone's presence and never make contact and turn from their wicked ways. That means stop doing what you're doing, which is practicing sin. And then will I hear from heaven, which means there is an order, a protocol and will forgive their sin and heal their land, which means now that I know you belong to me, I can do my part. The book of Proverbs three and six tells us in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Again, do your part and he'll do his Isaiah 55 and six says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found call ye upon him while he is near. Jesus already told us no man knows the day nor the hour, but I love Proverbs 29 and 26. It says, Many seek rulers favor, but every man's judgment cometh from the Lord. And here's my point. No matter if you never seek the Lord, you still must go to him on judgment day. If we are not seeking the Lord, his words will be depart from me. I never knew you. I came on this podcast today to say, just as Matthew 6 and 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But those things I'm aware of, of being added to my life is years added to my life. Good health added to my life. The alignment of my body, mind, and soul being stable, my children being kept, my marriage never falling apart, my love and kindness increasing. Don't get caught up in material things that that gives you a false sense of prosperity. For the Bible says in Romans 3 and 11, there is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. And that's the New Testament. That's our reality right now. That's where we need to get it right and go seek after God because I promise promise you the devil is seeking you and you must choose ye this day whom you will serve. He is not going to get off his job. He's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to be easy on you. He's going to come with everything that he has. He himself has a limited amount of time to do whatever he's going to do to you and to everyone else in order to get them to be in his kingdom, which is hell. Okay. So you have to make sure that you're living your life with purpose. You have to make sure that you're being intentional about your prayer life, your worship life, your studying, because if not, he will devour you. He will consume you and he will not have mercy and grace on you like the Lord has. So as the devil seeks you, you seek God. As the devil seeks you, you seek God. No matter what he throws at you, no matter what he says about you, no matter what wall he puts you up against, you use the word as your weapon. You use the word to bring you out of that situation in those circumstances because God has given you the power and the authority to do so. I thank you on today for listening to this podcast. But before I end, I want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to remember that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and our sicknesses and diseases. He died on the cross so that we can be whole in our faith. He died on on the cross to live in righteousness. He died on the cross so that we may be saved. So on the, on today, I want to tell anybody and everybody who's not saved, 
who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, who don't know which way to turn to. I just ask you to lift up your hands right now. And I ask you to tell the Lord to come into your life. First of all, repent of your sins and ask him to come into your life and make you whole. Ask him to give you another chance. Ask him to speak to you so that you can know what to do and you can hear and see him in everything that he is doing so that you don't miss him and show you who you are in him. Get on your knees, even if you are saved, and repent of your sins, and ask the Lord to forgive you, and ask him to come into your life and show you the error of your ways, so that you may do the right thing, say the right thing, and be the right thing in Christ. And that's my time. Thank you for listening once again, and may the Lord keep you.